Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I'm having Tamara back. It is a delight to have you. She is a doula, a priestess of Hecate, and has her own podcast called Hoof and Horn. How are you, Tamara? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. This is the season of Christmas and Yule. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have you back on because you were so knowledgeable on the subject to talk about Yule and its traditions and where some of these Christmas traditions actually came from. Okay. Fun, fun. Yes. And in the background, my bird is laughing at us. So I was wondering, I was like, is that a bird? Is that a persistent cat? Because I just had to move from where I was because a, t- a cat was attacking my head. So, you know, a small child, I don't know. Yes, that's my mag bird. She's a 23-year-old rescued Amazon. And she oh. hears that I am now interviewing, so it's her time to talk. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yep. There she goes. <laughs> she has opinions about this topic, apparently. She likes Yule very much because she gets birdie presents every Yule. So yeah. she's all yeah. about it. <laughs> what would you like to start with? You have studied your craft for many years. Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite part of Yule? Um. Well, I think that especially growing up, as most of us have, uh, in a Judeo and Christian culture, um, and when you switch a path, you know, and maybe you go to a a witchcraft path or if you're practicing, whether it be traditional witchcraft or maybe Wicca or Mm -hmm. whatever traditions are in between, under the umbrella of maybe paganism even, um, I think that... You know, some people call it Yule, others winter solstice, and I'll talk about what, how I distinguish both of them. But I think that this is especially the time of the year where the things that we may have been used to growing up 
are a part of exactly what this is, you know, um, for people who were raised with under any kind of Christian umbrella, you know, the, having that Christmas tree and, you know, the caroling and the cooking and the light, right. That return right. of light. It's all the same stuff. Like all the accoutrements of it mm-hmm. is winter solstice. It is Yule. Um, it depends for me, like what I call it depends on the deities that I might be working with at that particular time of the year. So okay. your bird, just say, I love you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You and <laughs> I'm really, really glad you're a female guest because, you know, <laughs> that could be taken the wrong way. <laughs> wow, she she must like your energy. She is just all over the map right now. <laughs> um okay. Well, oh yeah. So it depends on who we're working with. If we are working with the Norse deities, right? So right. Odin, Freya, Thor, like that family of gods, mm-hmm. then I I'm more than happy to call it Yule because that's where that word comes from, right? Yule, spelled right. J-U-L. It's that time of that year. It's that particular holiday of 12 days is Yule. And so if I'm working with non-Norse deities, then I call it the winter solstice. Okay. Um, it's similar to... Other holidays that we have, such as Samhain, usually the cross quarter, right? right. The Altena, um, we have the Lunasa, we have we have um, Imolk. Those are Celtic holidays, and they come from you know Irish tradition. And so, it really, kind of thinking about what we're doing, I start to think about who are we working with, and are they from that? that culture and why are we calling it Samhain and we might be working with Greeks? You know, uh-huh. it's not to say that if you are, you're, you're calling it Yule and you're, you, I don't know, you're calling on Egyptian, like you can, it's just a way of like, think about mm-hmm. what we're doing and why we're doing it. Right. So for me, it just, then it depends. Like, am I calling it Yule this year? Is it a Yule ritual or is it a winter solstice ritual? Okay. Simple like that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that it is an easy, my favorite thing is that it was really easy for me to to make that transition. And what I loved, especially as somebody who was born on Christmas Day, right, mm-hmm. and loving that and everybody's off from school and everything's decorated great. There's a huge drop off, I feel like, on December 26th. Oh, right? yes. Yes, there is. It changes. Everyone's pitched their tree out on the curb. It's all about returns and sales. And it's so capitalist. And it just was like, it's especially the child, this big build up to this day. And then bam, such a punch in the face. And really for any holiday, but especially around the Yule and winter solstice, we can continue that. It doesn't have to stop on December 26th or, you know, uh, December 23rd if it's the 22nd or the 22nd if it's the 21st. That our Sabbaths are these ebbs and flows. And so that, you know, that, that PowerPoint of the day comes and then we just can kind of continue that through the season of 
Yule or the winter solstice. Right. And I love that. It made my heart feel a lot better because it was pretty depressing <laughs> yes. already. Yeah. You know, okay, I guess it's over. Mm. Yeah, it's very, you're right. It is very capitalist and very sad the next day for most people and lonely. Yeah. And it's a hard time of the year, I think, for a lot of people, um, depending on their life situation. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's already dark. It's already cold out. There's a lot of factors for people that lead to, you know, high suicide rates around the holidays and then mm-hmm. seasonal depression. And so with strict remembering that if you're if you are a practicing witch or pagan and you're celebrating these these sabbats you can continue that through the whole season and they flow into each other right you know it's not of course not going to take away certain difficulties of life but it doesn't have to be over the next day yes exactly exactly i have a lot of people talk about the yule log mhm can you go through could you let the uh, my audience know exactly what a Yule log is? Well, it is, uh, what I know, it is a piece of the maple, mm-hmm. you know? And so it is from the, the previous year. So um, let's just say the tree that my, me and my boys brought home, if it was big enough, and I guess, you know, we're keeping it small this year i got eight demons in this house that are otherwise known as cats and <laughs> the vikings have never been around a tree before i oh. i put a tree out the front window and had it outside because i know i couldn't deal with it with eight with you know six kittens plus my two older cats right but this is the first year coming inside it could be a total disaster i don't know but it's quite a small tree so it would have a small you know stump but Let's say like this tree is big enough for me to decorate it. It becomes the Yule tree. And then I move it through some of the Sabbaths. So after it's become, you know, the Yule tree, maybe the lights and ornaments have come down. Mm-hmm. What I do is I would kind of cut off some of those branches, leaving little stumps up that pole of the main trunk of the tree. Mm-hmm. And then around Imolk, I might be hanging some of these boughs of greenery around the house. Okay. Or they could be uh, burnt in the fire, right? If we're having a fire at Imolk, we could kind of burn them in the fire. And then I would put candles up my, the, 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 trunk of what was that yule tree mm-hmm. it's because emilk is still about returning light right uh-huh. it's still about growing things are warming and so i used that pole throughout the year uh it became the maypole on Beatina, where you know the, the ribbons are wrapped around that it's this fertility symbol and then it sort of stood in the ritual, maybe behind the altar or on the ground someplace at the harvest, I would pour, you know, maybe different libations on it. If it's um, like a wine and then sometimes uh, maybe a mead and then whatever, pour it on those for the, through the harvest as mm-hmm. like blessing it with that. And then at Samhain, if possible, sometimes I would unravel all of those um, ribbons. Mm-hmm. Maybe, depending on how many people danced it, how many knots do we have in it, even if I unraveled some of it as kind of a letting the energy go 
And then for that Yule log of cutting off a piece of the basement and putting some candle, it's, it's just, just it, I mean, it's like a large candle holder. Yeah. And it's now with the new Yule tree and it has the candles that, again, it's about the rebirth of light. So it's sort of like this cyclical thing that for me moves through the year with us. Yes. Now I completely understand the Yule log. I kind of like that. That's a beautiful idea, actually. And can, you can hear me okay, right? Now I can. I lost okay. you for a moment. Sorry. That's okay. A lot of people don't understand, I think, why we celebrate Yule and how it differs from a Christian Christmas. Mm. And could you let my audience know why Christianity chose to have their Christmas during this season? Absolutely. Well, you know, it, so if Jesus is a real person, right, and we mm -hmm. look at whatever the the, the scriptures or, or or its history says, um, it being born when shepherds are tending their flocks that really wouldn't be in december right that would be more of a you know a, a late uh, or an early autumn kind of thing around you know, september or so mm -hmm. but if you're trying to bring a new religion around and you're talking about the birth of this savior right of the sun s-o-n it makes sense in that way to put it in this calendar of what majority of people in, in very different ways, but in also very similar ways are celebrating and acknowledging with the birth of the sun, the S-U-N, right? Right. right? And so if you just dig like an inch beneath a lot of the Christian or even the Catholic calendar, mm -hmm. you find the pagan roots that are there. And it's easier to introduce it to people and put it on top of um, a calendar year that makes, that they've already been practicing, that it makes sense to them. If we're talking about the rebirth of the son of God mm -hmm. and we're celebrating the rebirth of the son, and sometimes it might be simply, you know, the, 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 the astrological act of sun looking like it's being reborn because it's it's rising a little right. earlier and rising a little higher in the sky it's about light whether it be the light through this individual or the light literally gotcha same thing with you know like you know, where where is is his where's jesus's resurrection mm -hmm. around the spring equinox of right course, yes so things are being born Things are coming up. Life is returning. So mm -hmm. we're kind of telling the same story in di with different characters and in different places and with different stuff. Yes, very um, much so. Yeah. So it's, I love it. Like I've seen people like, it's not a, it's a meme. It's old one, you know, mm -hmm. oh, my grandmother used to send this around. It's not a, a Yule tree. It's not a Hanukkah bush. It's a Christmas tree. Kids, calm down. Because <laughs> you're telling me, like, this is not hard to figure out that there was no evergreen trees 
in Bethlehem. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see any trees in the nativity scene. Right. So we're, you know, that's in German. It comes from Germany. Like the first, you know, trees are coming in, in through German uh, tradition Mm -hmm. where, or I love like stuff. Like when I decorate that tree, there's magic in that too. Like, why do we have these ornaments on there? Well, Mm -hmm. hang things in trees with tree worship, with talking to deities, thinking about, um, you know, Irish cluties have a fairy Mm -hmm. tree and people go and they tie those strips of ribbon or I've seen baby bibs hanging on there, ties, like strips of paper. We're putting things in trees, which is our request possibly to the deity, the need that's there. So if I've got a whole bunch of multicolored, like these Christmas ornaments here are that are going to go on the tree, there's blue and there's green and there's red and there's pink. Well, all these blue ones are going to be for healing. Yeah. And all these green ones are going to be for for uh, prosperity. And all these pink ones are for friendship. So we can hang these things in the tree. We're putting lights in the tree because we're trying to beckon the light back. We hang them on our houses. Yeah, it looks super pretty, icicle lights. But what are we, what were people doing by lighting these candles? It's sympathetic magic. We're trying to entice back the sun because where did it go? Right. Right? It's dark. Is it going to come back? We know it's going to come back, but if we think of like to ancient man, why did it, what is going on? And now we know we need to do these rituals because maybe if we don't do them, it won't come back. The light won't right. return and we're screwed, right? <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> but a lot of the traditions of Christmas are these old pagan traditions from old religions. Yes. Going back to the, the lights on your tree, the ornaments on your tree, the wreath, it's a circle. Right? Yes. It's a circle. It's round. It's protective, but it's like the circle of the year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. So that's why they put it there, right? That's why. Yeah. That's yeah. They just don't know it. Stuff. Some of them. <laughs> right. Some people just don't know it. How about mistletoe? Is that also? Um, you know, what is mistletoe? I think doesn't it doesn't it bloom around the winter solstice? Am it I does. wrong in that? No, it, it does. The red berries are in bloom, and it's yeah, it's actually right. quite stunning. Holly, yeah, holly, uh, holly, and the ivy, and then there's mistletoe. Yes, and so mistletoe, I think, is also kind of um like a parasite. It has to grow on another tree. It yeah. doesn't just like grow on its own. And so I think we're seeing the mistletoe and holly there and yes. the red and and the white, you know, the blood and the, the rebirth, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So with all of these traditions that other religions have borrowed from paganism and all these old ancient religions... Um, they always seem to circle around Sabbaths, um, solstices, especially, like you said, Easter, the bunnies, the eggs, the rebirth. What particularly is your most favorite of holidays? <laughs> I, will say, I say this all the time. I'll say 
we just went through, you know, that one, right? Mm-hmm. My favorite holiday. And then it is. <laughs> and then I love it too. Start being like, oh, wait a minute. Here comes the winter solstice. This is my favorite one too. <laughs> and so I have a love of all of them. I think that the cross quarters are, I think to me, more powerful um, than some of the solstices and equinoxes other than you know, the winter solstice, just because of the on top of what our culture does and all like the Christmas stuff that's in there and what a big deal is made about the that particular solstice. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I guess I would rank it down to those cross-quarter holidays of, you know, Immel to Beltane mm-hmm. to Lunafa and Samhain. And then it, the solstices seem a bit more powerful to me than those equinoxes. I mean, they're yeah. they're special. Too, but it's that height of light and power mm-hmm. and the 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 low it's like that the lowness of it the longest night of the year is just so um poignant i think so right i, I can give you a favorite because then they all turn out to be your favorite yeah <laughs> other than i'm like the spring equinox is nice too you know right it's and lighthearted one the the times of balance are are very nice but i think i'm more of a cross-quarter winter solstice yule girl are you yeah i like summer solstice a lot the summer yeah yeah i like yule but for some reason the summer solstice holds a special place in my heart and i'm sorry who does not like the halloween who does not like Halloween? oh right (laughs) i mean what can you say? It's just fun and mm-hmm. and like holds a lot of energy for me over the years. Sure. Definitely. Sure. So if somebody had decided to celebrate more pagan or intermix it with what they're doing, what kind of altar or what would you suggest to them? Um, what kind of altar? Yeah, I think or something they can yeah, celebrate guess- lightly. Um, well, I think like, you know, they're different, there's different days. And so looking at where, where are we getting to that zero degrees of Capricorn? That's why our solstices and our equinoxes change days, right? Because we're looking for the zero degrees of the sign that the sun is in. This is all about solar stations. These aren't lunar holidays. That's our monthly calendar but here we're looking at like where the sun gets to zero degrees for solstices and equinoxes and then they're 15 degrees for those cross quarters mm-hmm. and so for the yule solstice christmas holidays we've got a couple of days in between that because we've got maybe average the 21st right could be the 20th could be the 22nd depending mm-hmm. there's even that falls on the 23rd and so whatever that night is it's separate from your Christmas Eve or day that you might be celebrating with your family, right? Mm -hmm. You can have like a lead up to that. And so focusing on this rebirth of light, rebirth that maybe is being born at this time. So maybe you kind of focus that around the light that you're putting on your altar. Maybe there's a special candle that you're going to tend through the these dark nights of winter where we're really kind of calling that sun back mm-hmm. and and um m- maybe this light also represents something in ourself that is being reborn 
right? Because right. that's kind of a way to sort of take it up a notch and really kind of practice this as modern pagans and witches, because not all of us are, are total subsistence farming, where we mm-hmm. depend all of our needs are coming out of the earth that we are responsible for. It's not that case for, for the majority of us. We're going right. to go get the grocery store. And we can hunt the grocery store at any time of the year. <laughs> right. And get what we need. And I will tell you, I've said this at Samhain too, to in our ritual was like, our ancestors are ecstatic for that because they couldn't do that. Right. right? They, this is like the slim pickings part of the year where all the work that you did before is really mattering now. And it's not like that for us. And so how do we then really make it work in our life? And Mm -hmm. I think that light and rebirthing something about ourselves, whether it's an idea that we're going to start really working on it in milk and the 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 spring equinox and planting something and starting this thing that we want to harvest, maybe that idea is born right here. Uh-huh. Um, I think that um, it's always nice if you can. I the last few years haven't been able to do this because I I might play with fire a little bit and staying up <laughs> all night. I might have to do that when a baby's born, right? So right. if I didn't have anybody do, maybe I would midwife the the light, right, and stay up all night and kind of light like keep the light and sit up and kind of tend the night until the sun actually comes up on Mm -hmm. that first day um at the solstice it's really nice you could bake you could be in meditation you could Mm -hmm. just kind of play music to yourself or whatever that is you feel like you could be doing you could be just sitting there with your fire with your candle maybe you doze on and off but kind of like Stand guard as the sun kind of comes up and really maybe catch that light of the first sun rays in a quartz crystal. That's what you're going to use for rebirthing energy. Maybe mm-hmm. you need a new idea. You can kind of catch the light of the solstices in the, in the crystal. Um, a quartz crystal works good for that. Right. That's a wonderful idea. Yeah. The symbol symbology, same thing of, of what is available out there in the store at Christmas, right? right. You might have red or green, uh, white, gold, silver, right? Like gold is like the color of the sun. So I think in sympathetically, if mm-hmm. your altar is a lot of gold and white, maybe it's representing snow and the, the sun that's returning. If you're doing red and green, it's mm-hmm. that. Green tree is the symbol of everlasting life. Right. That's why we're not cutting down the deciduous tree that loses its leaves. Here's this tree that's uh, showing us a sign that while everything else around us has died oh. and isn't growing, life is still is still present and life will return. And so the same colors are 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 welcome on I think an altar. Interesting. At this time of the year. Um, the one question I have that many people always seem to ask me is they get very offended by me and some other people having Yule or having a solstice. They get so offended because they really believe Christmas is their holiday. How do you mm-hmm. answer that? How would you answer that? Oh. 
it, how how would I answer somebody getting offended about Yule and because Jesus is the reason for the season? Yeah, well, also Yule logs. I know a lot of people do also Yule logs. You know, and they're convinced. You know, right? <laughs> it's like but- well, it's simply like you know, it's it's whether we're going to be willfully ignorant to history or not, and accepting. You know, if somebody was really approaching with that. Okay, I hear what you're saying. And so maybe <laughs> listen to what, what I'm saying. It's okay to have these traditions and label them as Christmas, right? It's okay right, right. because it's okay. People are, there's a difference between appropriation and misappropriation, right? So cultural appropriation, this is what we do as humans. We learn from each other and we adopt different things, et cetera, et cetera. When we misappropriate something, that's the problem. If I'm going to go and learn something all about, I don't know, um, Native American ceremony, and then I'm going to suddenly turn around without any work done, permission, medicines, like these things granted, and then hang a shingle out there and then sell myself off as this Native American shaman healer, that's misappropriation, right? Exactly. But if I, wanna, if I take a moment before we do um, a ritual, you know, a, a witchcraft ritual and take a moment and leave tobacco as an offering to the spirits who are here before us because we are practicing a European pagan tradition on land that's originally indigenous and giving honor to that. That's not me misappropriating. And I'm not practicing Native American spirituality. I'm acknowledging and honoring, right? right? And so acknowledge and honor history of traditions and say, it's okay to call this a Christmas tree, while over at my house, I call it a Hanukkah bush. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Like this, because I'm practicing this way, doesn't negate what you're doing in your house. And what you do in your house doesn't negate what I'm doing in mine. And isn't this season about love and brotherly love and this gift of this person who is born and is is your savior would jesus get behind being mad at me for practicing this way i don't think so it's what you do in your own heart like love thy neighbor friends that's what he said right and if it's really bothering that you that much maybe you need to turn the mirror and ask yourself why is it bothering you what i'm doing Uh it's not going to be a great they're not going to love that answer, but it's also not our responsibility how anybody else reacts to what we do and what we believe and what we practice. That's exactly. their own responsibility, right? Exactly. We are all responsible. Yeah. We are only responsible for our own thoughts, feelings, and the way that we either respond or react. Exactly. So I would try to respond in a loving way and say, I really respect the fact that we that we both have these similar traditions, and isn't that cool that we mm. can practice? Similarly, and this time, especially at this time of the year, where two people who come from two different spiritualities or faiths, or whether you call it a religion, can find so much common ground. Isn't that great? Because you're coming out there with love. And how are they going to argue with you with that? There would be no arguing. 
<laughs> you know, we can laugh and say, isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome that we have, I can have a Yule log and it means this, and you can have a Yule log and it means that, or you've got a Christmas tree and I've got a Christmas tree. Why don't we each and come over and see our different trees? And maybe we can tell each other our, our myths or our religious stories. You've got the birth of Jesus over there, and I'm going to talk about the rebirth of the sun. And again, it's on them if they don't want to yeah. play. You know, it's on them. Exactly. Catch me next year. Because <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely can fight about it. Well, this was ours first, and you've stole. That is not going to go. We know this, right? We know right. that. Right. That's exactly. not going to go over well because they already want to, you know, it's already fisticuffs that they're coming at you with. So why not approach it in, in a way of, isn't it cool that we've got similar traditions and, and yet here's our common ground. Which is very awesome. Imagine what we can learn from each other. Right. If that right. were to, I think there is a lot more open mind now than there was even five years ago. Sure. I think people are starting to open up and maybe understand things a little more or really look at history. Right. Because there's no excuse. You've got a computer in your hands pretty much 20 hours of the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably next to your head when you're laying in bed. So no oh, excuse. Definitely. You, can't look up this stuff. <laughs> you are so right about that. If something's really bothering them, they can just ask Siri. <laughs> and even looking into old like Christmas traditions and realizing that, you know, even in uh, col colonial America, we weren't really celebrating Christmas that much no, because yeah. the winter solstice is this like hardcore party time. Mm -hmm. You know, going caroling, you're going caroling drunk, guys. You know, you're going door to door to your neighbors, celebrating merry Maybe we're coming in and we're having another cup, of, a glass of wine or some ale and we're going and now let's we'll take our neighbors and let's go to the next house. That is not what Puritans didn't like that. And okay. so not really focusing on Christmas because it's a body raucous kind of time. And so by making it a more of a party, it is quite pagan to do that. Oh, yes. We like to have fun. <laughs> yeah. And really, you can kind of thank what I read a couple of years ago. We can probably thank Charles Dickens for uh, the American Christmas or this very gentle birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Everybody gathered by the fire, quiet, classic American Christmas because of his story. Uh, you know, that the story that he wrote. Right. It was right. that, um, gosh. I'm blanking Ebenezer that before that people weren't up on Christmas. It really wasn't that big of a holiday because again, Puritan America didn't like people getting wasted and going to party. <laughs> they didn't like that. And that's what the holiday is. Wow. They missed out, you know, because it is dark and it's, we know that the sun's coming back. So let's celebrate that. Yeah. And you know, we're moving into even a harder part of the winter. While oh, yeah. the sunlight is returning, it's not like January, February. If you're here in these more northern climates or even further north, it's easy. It's not. It's going to get worse from here. Cold. Yeah. It might be lighter out, but it's, the, it's cold. It's hard. 
we kind of have some more time before we see any fresh food, before these animals have their babies and have milk. So let's get together and share what we've got because we still have a ways to go through the dark. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah, we have got it made in those time periods. Yeah, I'm serious. Seriously. Everybody giggles when I say we can hunt the grocery store and our ancestors would be so stoked for that. But it's true. Oh, it's yeah. True. Oh, yeah. Now, is there food insecurity? Absolutely. That's why if you're not food insecure, it's helpful to be giving, you know, to kind of stock a food pantry or add a couple of cans of something or easy prepared meals if there are free boxes in your town. And if there aren't free boxes, start a free box, you know, or supplying stuff to a food kitchen because there are people who are food insecure all year. Yes, um, definitely. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important to give. Many people. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's so important to give. If you have it, give it. Yeah. That's what I always say. If you see anyone hungry, I, I always say, don't let people go hungry. Right. You know, there's no, we all can share something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that hard. And I think especially this time of year when it's cold outside, a lot of people just don't have the means. Some people don't even have the means to heat their house. Right. So we are very, very fortunate and very blessed. That's for sure. So, Tamara, mm -hmm. I also know you are a phenomenal card reader. Can you tell the audience how they can get a hold oh. of you for that? Oh, uh, sure. Um, my... Facebook page for that is Witch of the East Tarot and Palmistry. <laughs> I'm still holding up the East Coast, even though I'm in the Midwest. <laughs> I know it's beautiful out there. I do not blame you. I love the East Coast. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So Witch of the East uh, Tarot and Palmistry, and then there's uh, a little protocol for contacting me and scheduling and and all that stuff, which is right there Absolutely. and pinned on top. Is there any predictions that you can see for the new coming year? Oh, I want to do that. 2022. I don't know. I can rip open a card from the, my Tarot of the Burrows deck if you would like. Sure. Let's see. We've got a Wheel of Fortune reverse. Oh. So, you know, it might not be as maybe maybe that's a it could be a good one the first thing i'm thinking about that is that you know the wheel of fortune right side up sometimes gives me like this we're on a, a high we're on a low we're in the middle like we always like right we're kind of right. going around maybe we have a little bit more steady you know less of these drastic highs and lows um or another way to interpret that would be these things are going to be very internal, right? So sometimes when I see a card reversed, it is something that is within the person or not yet birthed, right? right. Uh, and so we might have a lot of internal flux, but less external. We've been through two years where, you know, I think this year has been a little bit easier depending on where you are in the world and in the country, is not a 2020 year, you know, like that was a lot of highs and, and lows right there. And I think people are getting used to the world as it is, at least here. Um, so that's external kind of wheel of fortune flying around. 
maybe this year it's more internal or or less highs and lows. That sounds good. I'm ready for just an Evie kilter type of year. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did see someone post that the nodes of the moon are shifting from Gemini, Sagittarius to Taurus, Scorpio. Oh, my. So I am like a kindergarten level <laughs> of astrology. So I ha- want to look a little bit more into that, but it can yeah. be more of this time of um, soul searching. Yes. So again, looking at the Wheel of Fortune reverse, it being a more internal soul searching kind of year ahead. Oh, wow. Well, we shall see. And it sounds good. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound as bad as I was, I was hoping it would be more mellow. That's what we yeah. need. A yeah. mellow healing time. Yeah. I usually do, a, you know, around the, around the turn of the calendar year, um, a reading of the next 12 months and I'll put it in a circle, you know, like a wheel right. and have a card that represents each month. And the funny part was when I did that at the end of 2019, mm-hmm. I laid the card out and I saw, I remember July being the, the chariot reversed and July is my month where I go away. Like I go to Starwood and uh-huh. I thought, Oh no, don't even tell me that I ain't going anywhere. And he didn't. <laughs> where because it was it was COVID land and everything right right yes, we didn't yeah. we didn't have it that year so that's a fun thing to do you know divination at the sabbaths especially salmon or even yule um because it's dark it's cold uh charles dickens right writing a christmas story it's scary right it's full of ghosts and like being haunted <laughs> yes you know, it is of like sit around and tell scary stories at Yule. That's fun. Do a divination <laughs> at Yule, uh, right? Yeah. Do that. That is another way to spend the night. Do divination for yourself. If you're with friends, do divination for each other. Definitely. I love tell stuff like stories. that. <laughs> I know. See, I love, now see, I live for stuff like that. So yeah, right? that's fun. I put on warm jammies, uh-huh. you know, have a nice glass of red wine and some tea and, just do that all night. Yeah. Go to a Krampus walk or something. That's creepy. Yep. Yes. Fun, but some of those costumes are pretty creepy. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara, it's such a joy having you back on. I hope you it's will come back on again. And yeah, sure. Let me tell you, my bird loves you. <laughs> love you and she let me know it, and as a matter of fact she loved you so much she had to be next to me while I was talking to you tonight oh. <laughs> Thank you you have a wonderful week and let's you keep in too. touch absolutely you have a good night thank you, thank you. <laughs>